0: Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows, including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I am your host, Nathan Nassau, although I'm going to be calling myself Yellow Owl for, this, uh, for these uh, next few reviews and that kind of gives away what we are going to be doing in this video today we are starting a new journey last time when we were with you guys we finished up samurai sentai shinkenger but as the saying goes when one journey ends another begins and that is exactly what we are doing as we are going to be spreading our wings and flying as chojin sentai Jetmen, as we take a look at the sentai of the same name we are going to be beginning it as i have said many times on this podcast this is my Personal favorite Super Sentai series, and we're going to be taking a look at episodes one through ten. Patrick and I have already seen this Sentai, but this is the first time that Riz and Anthony are going to be taking a look at it. So uh, that's going to be a really hot topic throughout this series. So, with that being said, uh, before we get started, I'm going to let the rest of the crew uh, introduce who they are. So go ahead, guys.
1: Hey, guys, I am Rizwan, also known as the Black Condor. And yes, Nathan, I took that from you, and you couldn't use it.
0: Haha. ha! ha. Oof, oof! I let I let you do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Extreme. oof. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, an
2: and I'm still rocking Shinkin Red.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Anthony, also known as a uh, Green Hawk. I wasn't call myself Green Robin, but this is already in the manga. But you know what? Green it's Eagle dude. It's green, eagle, green eagle, eagle, not yeah, green eagle, eagle. Okay, oh, great, great, okay. Get
1: your so words great. right. Come on, <laughs> ain't
3: that hard. He is a hawk, dude, I it's red.
1: To, I, I want, to be, want to be a Robin.
0: <laughs>
1: Just Whoa, let me go, that. Find, go find a bat, and you can be Robin for him.
3: <laughs> nah, I'm damn good on that. Oh was so lame. He tends to lose them, so. <laughs> It was or get lame. Them killed. i was
1: thinking of the same joke. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that mean you're also lame like me? Yes. Good. One of us. <laughs>
3: dude, of us. dude, dude, we're all lame. Like, cause I was think, literally thinking it too, but I didn't want to say anything.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> so, a couple of uh, fun facts and some uh, introductions to Jetman before we jump right in. Um oh now for the record, uh we're gonna be trying to do something different for our jetman reviews. We're actually not gonna be going into uh explicit detail with the episodes. We're actually just gonna be uh giving like brief introductions, a brief uh synopsis, um, and then uh just uh giving our general thoughts. But uh with that being said, um so, a couple of things about Jetman, just to get our feet wet. Um, this since I aired from February 1991 to February of 1992, um, literally almost a year apart. I'm pretty sure that, like, um, the first episode came on in February 15th of 1991, and then the last episode was Valentine's Day, February 14th of 1992. So, literally almost a year apart. Um... This Sentai was heavily inspired by a popular anime called Ni- Science Ninja Team Gatchaman, which is about a story about five bird-themed ninja superheroes. Um, its head writer was Toshiki Inoue. Um, he Real had three... Dream- What's up? Yeah.
1: Um, to add on to the Gatchaman reference, because I think it's important for our viewers to also know. If you grew up in the 90s and you're watching a Cartoon Network, man was adapted into English and was given a name Z-Force or Battle of the Planets. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and yeah, the- I, I watched it growing up, and it was a really, really good anime. At least to, like, seven-year-old Rizwan, it was really good. I'm kind of wanting to watch it again now after getting back into Jetman because... Jetman gives me a lot of Gotcha Man feels and I'm kinda of missing Gotcha oh, Man now. It's
2: yeah, jumping ahead a little bit is very unapologetic about Gotcha Man.
1: Yeah, um, it's super it's super similar. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it.
3: And also like they uh use I remember it being parody like at least several different times. I remember this one show, uh, Megas, Megas XLR did a parody of the Gotcha Man in their own way, and I was like, Oh that's I, I know that from somewhere, but I was like, couldn't get my put my finger on it.
1: One of those uh, Clay Mason Adult Swim TV shows also Robot did Chicken. a parody. Which one? Robot Chicken. There you go. I could remember yeah. it. Yeah, Robot Chicken had an episode on it as well. Um, not as good as the original, but it was still a nice little reference and callback, I guess. Yeah. At some point, not a, we're talking Gutsman this past week. I want to do a Man review on Anime Declassified. <laughs>
0: That'd be cool. cool. I might join in on that.
1: I want to. I want to cover Gatchaman on Anime Declassified so badly right now. Like I might actually start looking for copies of it.
4: Cool. Right. Cool.
0: I might cool. want to so ship that. Out. I might want to join that too. I um, got
1: to talk one to writers, Nate.
0: Uh, Toshiki Inoue. Um, he was. Uh, While this was his first time as the head writer of a Sentai, he did writing work on every previous Sentai since uh, Flashman, so roughly, like, maybe a little bit over five years. Um, Other writing works, uh, he was also the head writer for Kamen Rider 555 and Kamen Rider Kiva. I mean, 555 is kind of a meh Kamen Rider season, but uh, I know you've seen Kiva, Anthony. Wasn't that pretty good? Yeah, it was okay. I,
3: there were several characters I I liked more more than you know than less, but yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part.
0: Okay. And uh, he is currently, yeah, he is still into writing Sentai over uh, th- over thirty years later. Um, he is currently the head writer for Avataro Sentai Dom Brothers, the current Sentai that's airing. Um, and I'm pretty sure those are the only two Sentais that he's been the head writer of, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing about Jetman, and I guess in terms of my opinion on the Sentai, I mean this both literally and from like a historical standpoint, Jetman did for Super Sentai what Power Rangers in Space did for um, Power Rangers. You may recall that... Uh, Power Rangers was almost going to be cancelled because its predecessor was all terrible and, like, you know, uh, they were ready to cancel it, so the producers went all out, and ironically enough, it saved the franchise. It was the same thing with Jetman. The previous Sentai, Shaquille, Sentai 5-Man was not a big hit. People didn't like it. The ratings were low. They were afraid that the show was going to enter a long-term rut, so the writers went all out for Jetman, and... Well, considering how uh, Super Sentai is still on, um, like, 30 years later, yeah. So, yeah, th- and, of course, this is my favorite Sentai, so, of course, I'm going to say it's like the Power Rangers in space of uh, Super Sentai, but technically, so, that's literally the case, too. So, yeah. basically, what I'm hearing here
1: is that if we didn't have Jetman, Super Sentai and Power Rangers would not have continued into the 90s and beyond. Yeah, and I've yep. been really sad because I, I think Saban, I think Saban was looking at getting Zetman, but then they decided to adapt Ranger to since comes after, because Dinosaur seemed to be a better idea for it. Like, yeah, heck, 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 at one or. point? <laughs> yeah, heck
3: at one, heck at one point he tried to adapt a uh, Bio Man.
1: Well, yeah, but we don't talk about Bio Man <laughs> because. Okay, so, quick tangent. I know we shouldn't be doing these tangents very often, but did y'all know that the pilot for Bioman was actually filmed in America? Yeah, we I covered that in our it. history
0: of Super Sentai. Yeah, oh, okay.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I still, I still want a copy of that.
2: Yeah. Me too.
1: So someone, someone just find it, give it to us. We'll pay you money.
2: Yeah, so you can make the case that this is one of... By the three most important Sentai seasons alongside uh Go ranger and zoo ranger.
1: Yes, I would say those three. And then if you want to add on a couple of other really important ones, I would say um, Gokai. And I think also um, from what I understand, the reception of Dawn brothers has been really powerful. Like, it's been really successful, and I think it's another turning point for the franchise. From what I'm hearing, I haven't watched too much of it yet.
0: We'll, we'll have, have to see what the long-term effects are of it are, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm kind of curious yeah. about. Because a lot of people are claiming that Don Brothers might be saving it again. Ironic, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think and it's time. To the writer back. It, that's how you save the franchise.
0: And this Sentai, like, had some really long-term effects, because it not only saves Super Sentai from being canceled, but for, like, the next few years, like, for, like, all three of the, Sen- of the Sentais that were uh, adapted into Mighty Morphin, so Geo Ranger, Ranger, and Kaku Ranger, all of those Sentais didn't really get the best reception, because everybody's looking at it as beyond... And then, and everyone is all like, "This isn't Jetman. I want Jetman. I want Jetman." So, wow.
2: In real, I that's mean, true. what was that Riz?
1: I'll say that's really fascinating.
0: Now, it did eventually stop because Car Ranger came out and was an, unpo- was an unapologetic parody of Super Sentai, so people couldn't compare that to Jetman. I, but uh, that's
2: a season I want to review just because Car Ranger is so stupid it
0: is
1: i'd like to watch cars at some point too it sounds like we'll
0: be checking that out very soon
1: oh that'll be a fun review
0: series (laughs) heck yeah let's do it yeah
1: (laughs) but we're here today to do set man we'll do car ranger another week
0: so like i said we're going to be taking a look at the first 10 episodes um uh, before we talk about the uh, episodes real quick, though, since this, this, since this Sentai, unlike the other ones that we reviewed before, doesn't have a cold open, we're actually introduced to the theme song, like, literally before the episode. Um, uh, one thing to note about the theme song is that it is composed and sung by Kironobu Kageyama, who is very popular in the anime and toku fan community. Uh, he is considered the prince of anime and tokusatsu theme songs. He also did the theme song for Mask Man, and he was also apparently the composer for the uh, Japanese theme song of Dragon Ball Z. So yep mm-hmm. he
1: has my he has my undying love and attempts I mean, and dedication. Yeah, I mean Shawla Hetchela is a very
2: iconic piece of music at this point point. so yeah,
0: yep. what do you guys think of the theme song though?
2: So, Actually, I'm gonna let y'all go first. It's. I mean, it's I got cozy. nothing to say
0: other than that it's just catchy. I really like it.
2: Yeah, it's very. I like it. It's catchy. Yeah, it's it's cheesy, but it kind of has that heroic feeling that fits this team perfectly.
1: Indeed. So, to me, it's very catchy, and so the first two or three episodes I watched of Zetman, when the when the theme song played, I was kind of. I had difficulty deciding if I liked it or didn't like it. And then after a couple of episodes, I decided I do like it. Because while it's catchy, my initial thought was there's no real. It didn't grab me beyond the fact that it was a really catchy song with lyrics that are really easy to say. But as you hear it more often, it really started to grow me a lot. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if y'all had that experience the first time, but. I was struggling in the beginning to decide if I liked it or not. I don't
2: remember what my initial feelings on the song were. Because my first time watching this season was about like maybe six, seven years ago. Um, yeah. But it, it grows on you real quick. It's not like the Shinkenger intro. It's like the first time you hear it, you're like, this is amazing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah for
2: because sure. The Psychic, no, Psychic lover is just a
1: cheat code at this point for music. but.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. Well,
1: so like, you know... Me being the person who's watched like more of the modern sentai, I've gotten very used to the, you know, I don't want to say it's all J-pop because not every sentai song is J-pop, right? But yeah, the, it has the, a more J-pop feel. Yeah, a lot of the Sentai from this
2: era, I think, have good theme songs. Outside of Ranger, Rangers was very plain, which is very, they're very yeah. yeah.
1: Like, I think the best way to describe the themes of this era is that they're more campy.
0: And the 90s one? Yeah. Like the 90s, yeah. Sentai yeah. opened be a lot more Outs- campy.
2: Outside of maybe Die Ranger and Kaku Ranger's theme song, I kind of
1: agree with you. Yeah, I can uh, yes. attest to that. No, I, I agree with you on that as well, Pat. Like, the Dairanger Ranger theme song is actually a, one of my favorite ones. Even though I've never oh, seen yeah. Dairanger, Ranger, it's one of my favorite songs. Um,. I don't know if I remember the Copy Ranger theme song anymore. I do. Copy Ranger is good. Time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember it, but yeah. Um, definitely Zire Ranger is a really good one. Yeah. Zero Ranger, I don't remember at all. Like, I know I've listened to it a couple times, but it never stuck around it's my memory It's like one of the most bland
0: Sentai intros ever. Oh. I hate that. I yeah, hate that mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs>
0: Like, Go Go Power Rangers is so much better than the G-Ranger theme song. G-Ranger,
1: ranger that's it.
0: Oh, God, I remember it
1: now. Why did you have to remind me of how bad it was? Yes. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
0: but anyway, um, we'll now jump into the first episode, Seek the Warriors. Um, now, an important thing to note is that um, we do not meet all five of the Jetman in the first episode. Um, we, this is actually one of those sentais where it takes a little while for the whole team to get together. The only uh, other sentai that I've that I personally watched where uh, we only meet like three rangers of the main five uh, is Kaku Ranger. If I remember correctly, the first episode of Kaku Ranger red, blue, and white are there. Yeah, they didn't um, form the full team
2: until yeah. like
1: episode five or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I um, liked it a lot. Um, yep. To me, it makes for better
4: character development. Didn't yeah, and, and- didn't Z Ranger do that too?
1: Uh, the Dinotard's uh, Sentai.
0: Sort of like so we see no, Cure Yuger. I think that's what he was referring to. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had like all five of the Cure Ugers are there, but they don't come together until the. Unlike episode 4, but they're still Rangers. They're just, like, acting solo at first. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was thinking. But, um, so to continue, uh, so we are given a big introduction. The year is 1990X. And that's not a joke. That's literally what the narrator says. There was a military organization
3: What was that? I was I was like, uh, okay, uh, Mega Man, Anti uh, Warriors, or About Network? Because, <laughs> because they have the they have this, they do a similar thing where like it's twenty uh, X or X or something like that, or because like it doesn't actually say like what the actual year, actual full year is, it's just it's, like assumed it's supposed oh. to be like in the far far future or something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could just buy that. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a military organization called Sky Force that monitors Earth activity on the Earth ship to uh, maintain peace. We're introduced to two officers named Ryu Tindo and his fiancée Rie Aue. Uh Aue, we'll just call her Rie, we don't have to mention the last name. They get selected by a commander of Sky Force, Aya Odagiri, where they will be exposed to things called burdonic waves that, um, when people are showered with, gives them superhuman powers, and will allow them to become a fighting force called the Jetman. During the ceremony, Ryu is exposed to the Broodonic Waves, but before anybody else can be exposed, our world comes under attack by a villainous force called the Vyram, an interdimensional gang of aliens from another dimension called the Reverse Dimension. They arrive in their flying castle ship, the Vilock. And uh, one of the people uh, who's like the leader of the Vyram, he's this blue man wearing a helmet, announces that that the Vyram has arrived and they are going to destroy Earth to create a new world. The Vyram destroys the Earth ship and only Ryu and Aya Odegiri escape while Rie, Rie is killed as she's pulled out into space. Ryu is given his, a cross changer, which will allow him to become a jet man. As the Earth ship is destroyed, the remaining Burdonic waves are left scattered around the Earth, and they basically strike uh, four civilians. Uh, we we see them all, but we're only introduced to two in this episode. Um, so the rest of the episode is Ryu and Aya going around to find the, uh, the other Jetmen, because that Jetmen are basically kind of useless unless it's a full five-man team. We meet two new characters, uh, Kaori Roku Mekon, who's this very ditzy and happy-go-lucky, spoiled rich girl. Uh, she accepts uh, the offer to become a Jetman uh, because she's bored of her life, kind of like a typical Disney princess. <laughs> um, and then we get the third, a, an overweight strongman vegetable farmer named Raita Oishi. Who initially refuses, but then is basically forced when the virus attacks his farm. And the episode, and uh, we get this big sort of kind of ish final battle where they all use their cross changers to transform. Ryu becomes Red Hawk, Raita is Yellow Owl, and Kaori is White Swan. And we are also introduced to our main villains, uh, the big four of the Viram. uh the blue man in the helmet is named Radegit. Uh, um We have a robot named Gray. This young child wearing a mask and cloak named Torrin. And a mysterious woman named Maria. And, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, I, I know, but I kind of spent a little bit of time describing that, but this is the first episode, so we kind of got to get some of the details out. Uh, we'll talk about the suits later when we get uh, all... Um, when we when we're introduced to all five of the Jet Men, but uh, yeah, um, I, I'm pretty, um, I'm particularly curious what Riz and Anthony think of this first episode since they've never seen it before, so uh, they can go ahead first.
1: Want to go first, Anthony? Yeah,
0: I'll
2: go first. I actually liked that first episode.
3: Um, it was very like different because I wasn't like used to like you know. It's uh, one of those. one of those things where, like, you have the main protagonists, of course, but then you also have characters whom you aren't thinking that. Oh, these are going to be the guy be the. Um, they're unlikely heroes, which I like. I do appreciate that because other shows, even Powers*, has done that like a few times too. Where they had like, oh, one person was supposed to be a ranger, but then turned out this person becomes the ranger instead.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um. For me, I enjoyed the first episode. Um I was from the beginning I've kind of been like conflicted on if I had thought Ryo is actually dead or not. I don't think she is at this point in the viewing. And my my thoughts on the character so far, Ryu is very Captain America like to me. Like Yeah. Just just very <laughs> go not go getter, but like very patriotic and wants to water. do right. Yeah, he's like a deadly do-right basically. And it's it's a good characteristic and I think it's made even better because he experiences loss so early. And you can kind of feel like he he's on this path of revenge now because he lost the love of his life and that's why he's doing all he's doing that for Deviram mm. and becoming part of Jetman because I don't think I think he cared before but only in the sense that I was his occupation and that's what he did for a living but now it's like oh it's just got personal we gotta, gotta go get revenge and get my avenge my lady you know his um, bay, his bay. Um, I will say, and I feel like Nathan is gonna judge me. Patrick will probably judge me regardless of what I say. Um, I didn't like Kyori in the first couple of episodes. What, what do, you
0: do you think about that? her in this episode right here?
1: I didn't like her. Okay. my My reasoning for not liking her is that she's just too spoiled, and it's so random, right? Like she's. This heiress of this huge fortune, and, and immediately she's like, "Oh, I'm bored. Let me go become this uh, Sentai Ranger." But she doesn't. I don't think at that point in time she truly understood what that meant, and she was mainly in it for the ride and just something fun to do. And I didn't like that because that's not the that's not the reason you take on these kind of abilities and powers, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like her character because of that. Now, Raita, on the other hand, that guy's my homie, all right? <laughs> Raita's my homie. I, I vibe with that man because all he wanted to do was be a farmer and live a farmer life and not get involved in anything else. But he had no choice when he started attacking his crops, and then he had no choice because, well, stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, Raito's my boy. I I have nothing but love and respect for that man. Also, I I think only Anthony and I have really seen Voltron, but I get big, big Hunk vibes from Raito.
3: I see it too, yeah.
1: Um, For those that don't know, Hunk is the yellow Voltron pilot, and he's a chunky guy as well. And his personality... Is almost a direct copy of writers. Yeah, I've
2: I've seen enough of the original uh, dub of Go likes That's the name of the that's the series a yeah. real name mm-hmm. uh, from way back in like the '90s. And yeah, I, I can see the comparison pretty clearly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he's kind of meant to be uh, a throwback to classic yellows because like. Way back in, like, Go Ranger, like, uh, you know, Yellow, like, Go Ranger kind of set a tradition where, like, the Yellow Ranger is, uh, um, like, this big, overweight, but strong, um, strong man guy who, like, loves to eat all the time and is kind of a comic relief character, but he's usually kind of a lovable doofus or something like that. So the I think they guy. were going with that. Yeah, they were going for that approach with Rita.
1: Now, if they had adopted... Uh, Zetman to Mighty Morphin, and they didn't make Bulk the yellow one. I'd be kind of mad.
0: God. I would be mad too.
1: <laughs> I'd be kind of <laughs> mad, honestly, if they didn't do that.
0: If Bulk oh, was ever going to be a Ranger, he would have to be Yellow Owl.
1: Yeah, that, exactly.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: <laughs> so I'm just throwing it out there. If they ever did do that, and they didn't make him Yellow Owl, I'd be kind of mad. Yeah. So, those are
4: my thoughts on episode one. Uh, You want to add anything, Patrick? Uh, um, I'm actually kind of
2: um, surprised that you reviewed Because I know that Riz and Anthony, you two are more so familiar with a lot more of the modern sentai, like, I don't know, like Abba Ranger onward stuff.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: But this is... Pre Zoo Ranger stuff, where everything is very military and technological centered, and it's yeah a, a theming that's for people who aren't familiar with older Sentai it's probably a little bit jarring at first because a lot of the newer Sentai are very mystical in nature to a to a certain extent. Um, so it, it's a different uh, different tone, but yeah, your, um, your assessment on Ryu is actually very on the nose with him being like Captain America. He's, good, especially when we just talked about uh, Takuru, who's probably the most uniquely written Red Ranger. Sentai. Ryu was very standard fair for Red Rangers and Sentai. Yeah. Jeez.
4: And. Go ahead. I oh, know, you can go.
1: I was going to say that. Because of how standard he was written in the first episode, um, if he didn't have that loss, I'd probably have written him off as, like, a boring red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, Oh Going back to that point, too, him losing a little of his life within, like, the first five minutes of the season, there's obvious chinks in his armor.
4: And those chinks are gonna get kicked a little bit as we go on. Oh, yeah. And, We're and his, definitely...
2: and his Boy Scout attitude is actually going to be contested, which is it's it's one thing to use a stereotypical characterization of somebody, but it's another thing to do something with it. And as we go forward, Jetman does a really good job of doing stuff with his goody-goody-two-shoes character Yeah, I really like.
4: Yeah.
1: But if they hadn't done that, Oh, yeah, I think he would easily a good friend
2: of, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, if they had, like, made, I don't know, if they had made Rhea, like, um, wanted a Jetman, like, if she was White Swan or something, this would, this character would not have been anything important. Oh, yeah,
2: nope. she would be, like, a throwaway character.
1: Yeah, like, no, I mean, Rhea would be a really unimportant character at that point. Like, it's then I would have to say Raita would be the best of the three that we meet this episode. Yeah. Like, that, that's just facts at this point.
4: So. Pretty strong first episode, guys. Yep. Yes. It was a good, it was a good intro.
0: Okay. Uh, we're going to continue with the opening arc with episode two, the third warrior. Which is a weird title, considering how we meet the third and fourth war. Uh, yeah. We meet well, well. Actually, no. There already are three warriors, Who so we meet, the, meet fourth? the fourth and fifth.
1: So <laughs> I don't understand the title either. I was really confused when I was watching it earlier. Like, why are we calling this the third warrior? Yeah. Okay, um, but
3: I'm gonna assume that because Ryu was already gonna be already part was. Is already Jetman already. He's already the official warrior. But I guess the other three, but well, I guess the other two that that were on the first episode count as like the first and second because they're like the newest ones. And I guess the third warrior means that whoever is the third Jetman they're trying to find. That is what they mean. But it still doesn't make sense because it's it's still five it's still five members.
2: That's the most yeah. icky reasoning for naming name episode name ever. But you're probably right about that.
3: <laughs> a, yeah. yeah, but it's but it's weird. It's like it's an explanation, but like it still doesn't make sense.
1: I don't know. But I enjoyed the episode because in this episode we got to see the two other Jetman. One is akko Hayasaka, and Guy. What's his last name? I don't want to say Guy. Ikari. Ikari, it is oh, Ikari. no, it's not Gaikari. No, 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 it's... It's, Da-yuki. Uh, Da-yuki. But it's not Akari. Ikari's in Gokaiser, dude. Yeah.
4: Um, and, like, I don't know. When I watched this, I was
1: immediately very interested in the character of Aya. Like, I thought she was a cool character because she did the thing with the jumping and the gymnastics. But... <clears throat> I, I don't know how I feel about her as a character so far. At this point, like during this episode, like, see, just her entire identity was being a gymnast that wants money to be a jet man. And at the end of the episode, she says, hey, this is actually kind of fun. I'm going to do this for free and get the money back.
0: I like I like her. We we should state that. uh we do get um, signs of like what the burdonic waves do to people in this episode. Uh, there's a moment where Guy punches a person, and it gives, and it pushes him back farther than you would expect. Like, the force of the punch is insane. Um, and Akko is somehow this insane gymnast who can jump really high. So, the verdonic waves do kind of give them, don't just allow them to become jet Man. They do get, like, superhuman agility and strength. So, it's kind of like civilian powers, except they all have the same
4: powers. Yeah. Uh,
0: not, um, as far as Guy is concerned, uh, we pretty much established that he is a... Um, a loner playboy. Uh, literally the first scene with him is that he's in a casino and he gets dealt a really bad hand in poker and then pulls a straight flush with cards that he held, that he put up his sleeve and he beats the woman and then leverages her to go out on a date with him and then, you know, Ryu and Aya meet with him and uh, try to convince him to join and then they get into a fist fight but then uh, Guy ends up joining. Uh, Guy becomes Black Condor and Akko becomes Blue Swallow Uh, Guy joins when he gets attacked by a monster, and then they all defeat the uh, monster, and then we get what's probably one of Anthony's favorite scenes, considering how he's mentioned this multiple times. Uh, (laughs) They're they're all, like, uniting together at the end of the episode, and Ryu, uh, like, Guy is trying to light a cigarette, (laughs) because he smokes a lot, and this... uh, in this series, and then Ryu takes the lighter and and lights it up. And then he offers it, and he gives guy like, "Hey, we're friends, right?" And then guy like gives like this, like, "Oh yeah." And then he takes the lighter and then punches Ryu in the face. <laughs> that was pretty. That is
1: yes. That is a to a T. Like that is his character. Yeah, remember, and I remember love
2: earlier it. when I said that Ryu's goody boy uh, character is going to get contested a little bit. Meet
4: yeah, you and yeah. <laughs>
0: meet <Mendo. Yeah>. Me <laughs> you guys. And Ryu and Guy's rivalry is going to be a recurring uh element throughout the series, but this is one of those rivalries that is actually natural and it works. Like it's not like uh Takeru and Shiaki slash Takaharu and uh Yakumo, I think from Ni Ninja, where it's like, I want to be better than you. It's more like Ryu is a Boy Scout and Guy is some loner who doesn't give, you know, who doesn't give a crap about anything and just wants to do things his way. And those are two naturally clashing personalities. It's like how Batman and Superman constantly clash with each other.
1: Well, okay, well, think about it from Guy's perspective, though. Guy literally is coming in like these government officials came and said, hey, you have these superpowers. You got to become a hero and save the world. And he's a loner. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like to interact with people unless it's like other women. He wants to have like a thing with. Like he's not interested in the entire stick. And so for them to, for him to be like played up like this by Ryu, like oh we're friends now because you helped me to one time, and guys like nah man, I already helped you because I helped myself. I do not care about you. <laughs> That's. That's classic Guy right there, and I'm all here for it. Like, even in
2: the final battle where they had him and their team blasting, and he was just standing there looking at his gun, like, I don't want to do this. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't, I don't want to get involved when and they I don't have to. finally shot him when he got insulted.
4: <laughs> yeah. He said, why you? <laughs>
2: I was thinking this earlier, but Guy is probably the most uns- Super Sentai like character in the franchise. Well, absolutely, a hundred percent. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of characters throughout Sentai that are like, like they're not necessarily antagonistic. They're more so like competitive with each other. But Guy is straight up antagonistic.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, but again, that's his character yeah, trait. That's his character. I mean, so, like, I know, I know our last podcast review we did. Y'all were kind of hinting that there be a character I call Hot Garbage. Like, I did talk about her last season. Yeah, I was,
2: I was I'm waiting to hear how you respond to this. Because you know who it is so who
1: we're, who we're talking about now. I knew I, knew, I knew even then who you were talking about. Like, I knew who you were talking about in that episode when we were recording it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't ever think he was Hot Garbage. I thought he was... I thought he was just a guy. And he was dragged into this world... That he didn't want to be, and so he's going to act out and lash out. Because why? Why would he? Like he had no incentive. Like that's not his personality to be like a Boy Scout. Like Ryu. you, so
0: it would have been really awkward if he just suddenly changed like that on a dime at the end of the episode.
1: Exactly, and he, didn't. Yeah. he still he still holds his own in the next ten episodes that we're watching. Like he he doesn't mm-hmm. really change that core value of I'm in it for myself. Like, yeah,
4: there's no stuff I'll we'll talk
1: about later, but yeah, um, but Guy is not a character I would call hot garbage because, unlike Takaru, Guy was not the leader, first of all, second of all, Guy doesn't owe anybody anything, he's not some feudal lord. Mm-hmm. So, the comparison of Takateru and Guy to be hot garbage here is really unfair.
2: Well, I was more so assuming this because of his not to be subtle dick attitude about everything. But with how you're describing how you view him, I can understand why you aren't like chirping on the this guy's a uh, I hate him bandwagon like you er- were earlier with Takaru.
1: Yeah, because he's not he's not relevant to the mythology of the Jetman. Talker yeah. was the key figure. He was the lord. He was the one that everyone was like, oh my god, we must do this, the lord this, lord that. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the relevance of the characters are very different here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't see any way that I could ever justifiably say, oh yeah, Guy is a complete dick. He's hot garbage. I hate him.
2: Well, I mean, he is a complete <laughs> dick, but <laughs> I mean,
1: a complete dick, but I like the way his character's written.
2: Yeah.
4: Like, he... F-
1: I don't know if this is a fair statement to make, but I'm going to make it anyway. He feels 90s to me.
4: <laughs> feels what? Like,
1: he feels 90s. Like, this type of character could not exist now. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's he's probably he, one of the modern rival characters, or so. I'm going to be better than you, and that's their entire shtick, right? Is, well, this this guy? He is a, a very dated of his time character.
1: Very. He's the wild card.
2: Every it,
3: like, I'm glad that Jetman is the type of team that it it needs a wild card because majority of the team is just like these. Decent, well-rounded people, and it would have been boring had it had it had, had just been like this team and not have someone like Guy on the team, just all five of them just, just ready to go and being heroic and all that stuff without no questions asked.
2: But then it yeah. really brings the point of what you were saying, Anthony. Of uh, what was the phrase you used? Um, of the civilians, of random civilians being pulled into this,
3: oh, uh, the Un, I was it? Unlike the Hero?
2: Yeah, Hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Team, this team is the epitome of that.
3: Oh, it's yeah, definitely. You've
2: got the one who was meant to be here, and then four people from completely different worlds who weren't meant to be here. And then you've got him who is actively contesting being here at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it, the team's dynamic is just so good in these early stages because just nobody
1: works well with
4: each
1: other. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, that helps a lot that they're so uncoordinated in the beginning. Yes. Because oftentimes when you find these Sentai seasons later on, within the first episode, they're like a well, well-oiled team. Like, they know how to fight together, they understand each other really well, and there's no strife and conflict. Here, you got a ton of strife and conflict from everyone. Yeah, that's
2: one of the reasons Like, Mm -hmm.
1: it's not not just guy who's giving the conflict. There's conflict from all four of them, not counting Ryu, because Ryu's a freaking Boy Scout.
4: One of the reasons the next season is so so bad characters, because it's established that the
2: five of them had fought together, you know, millennia ago. So they get, yeah. After, Cent- uh, they get centuries, 19- yeah. yeah, they get dropped into 1992 and they've already had a history together, so there's nothing to explore. Yeah, and and that's just like Zoo Ranger's terrible with his characters because of that. And then that's what that's what, such a dip in quality from Jetman to Zoo Ranger. Man, <laughs> I'm <laughs> so completely. bored,
3: I'm so bored,
0: yeah. they're boring. <laughs> Um, a brief thing I forgot to mention about the uh, end of this episode is that uh, this is kind of the driving force for the villains for the rest of the series. Oh. So the Viram oh, yeah. do not have a set leader. Um, you know, it's just those four. And they all, you know, seeing that the Jetman are, uh, you know, their biggest obstacle, all four of them make a deal that, you know, We'll all try to defeat the Jetman, and you know whoever comes up with the uh, whoever comes up with the monster, but destroys the Jetman first, they're he they're going to be the new leader, and we all have to acknowledge it. Um, so that's a big uh, driving force. Oh yeah, um, yeah,
1: I like
2: it. I, I, I like it have, too. I gotta say one thing about this because I mentioned this when we did our history of Super Sentai series. This season has the best villains and yes you yeah. guys you guys are going to be probably more invested in them <laughs> the, the actual jetman proper going forward in most cases, in some cases this isn't
0: that
4: this isn't the uh,
0: that's career. another uh Parallel to Power Rangers in Space then, since Power Rangers in Space had the best Power oh, yeah. Ranger villains.
2: Oh yeah, they
3: do. Oh
0: yeah, but, definitely.
2: But compared to the Gidōshi, which we just got done talking about, this is Light Day, man. So, if you like well-written villains, strap in. <laughs> it's not going to get. So that good. many parallels I found to
0: Power Rangers in Space on the spot, watching the doing this video.
2: Yeah, it's it's ironic how that worked out on our This.
4: What was that? One more it's,
2: time? It's ironic how it works out, huh? the that out on two seasons of the series the villains of their respective series.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just seems like a winning formula to me at this point.
0: hmm A brief thing uh, before we move on to the uh, next episode. Uh, we should uh, get this, um, since this is a big part of the show. Uh, let's uh, i'll give our brief thoughts on the uh, super sentai uh now that we have all five of them together we should talk about the suits uh, just a couple of uh, brief things uh each jetman has these deployable wings that allow them to glide and fly because you know it's jetman that makes sense uh they have a bird blaster which is a standard side gun and a bringer sword uh a sword weapon and they can combine kind of like the uh, sword and blaster from power Rangers zeo to form a uh, like a powerful ki- bird bomber weapon and they mm-hmm. also have these gauntlet weapons called the wing gauntlet which i think is like their primary weapon it allows them to perform their finishing moves uh none of them have an individual weapon though so they all have the same weapons uh but what um briefly though i want to say that i personally really like the suits um i think i will say that like the the bottom part you know it kind of under the belt i mean it looks like they're wearing their underwear on the outside of the suit which is kind of annoying but i can deal with that i think the helmets are probably the best thing because i think the helmets are perfectly like i don't know how to describe the way that like helmets rep like are reflective of a ranger's personality, but I see it in the helmets and I can't describe how the helmets give me the idea of what what type of character each of these rangers are, but it's there in these helmets. I can't describe it, but hopefully you guys can understand what I'm trying to say. Uh those are just my thoughts, but you guys can give your brief thoughts real quick.
2: Yeah. These I, these are probably like top five suits of all time for me they're the big kind of like bird emblem on the chest it kind of gives them those uh very little shoulder pad effects i like that they yeah some of yeah and
4: i don't know there's just some they're just clean so, like there's
2: nothing about them that drives me crazy like um the cure yujus having the the one shoulder pad thing and stuff. Like oh yeah, that. and like I don't know, man. There's, I wouldn't have them as like my favorites, but they're they're real close. They're so
4: clean. Uh,
1: Risenanthi. Um, I think the suits are pretty dang awesome. Actually, like I like birds in general. Like that's my favorite kind of pet, and so birds to me are. Um, very significant. So the suits to me are a win, no matter what you say.
3: Def I I disagree with Riz on this one.
0: But but do you get what I'm trying to say about the helmets. Like when I look at guy's helmet, I can tell from the helmet that that guy is probably more of a loner type of person. And like when I look at Yellow Owl's helmet, I can get the vibe that like Raitz is kind of a doofus. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. 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 I can see it.
0: Poor poor writer though.
2: <laughs> and they were color and the color coding for each character also. Cuz black is the perfect color for guy to be rocking. Let's be real. Here. Oh yeah.
4: Oh,
0: 100%. All right, let's uh, move on to the uh, last episode of this uh, opening uh, like formation where everybody comes together, the Power of 5 which, unlike the title for the previous episode, is a perfect title. Um, first off, uh, we are, um, brief thing to note, uh, the gimmick for how the uh, virum creates monsters is, uh, it was kind of introduced in previous episodes, but we're shown the full thing here. Um, in a lot of ways, it's kind of similar to how uh, to how um, Lord Zed creates monsters. Like Lord Zed would create monsters out of everyday objects. And that's kind of how the Vyrum does now. Unlike Lord Zed who just waves his little staff around. And then uh, it becomes a monster. They take like this bug thing. Like a dimensional bug. And attach it to an everyday object. And it slowly turns into a monster. Um, in this case, uh, Tran creates a monster out of a bathroom faucet. Um. Most of this episode revolves around um, Ryu trying to convince Guy to join the team. Guy doesn't want to join. Um, the other Jetmen are going through this this training session since, you know, they don't have the military training like Ryu. Um, and the episode plays out exactly like, um, like uh, you would pretty much think. You know, Ryu and Guy clash, and then there's a point where the monster attacks, and Guy please for himself but then he uh, but then he comes back cuz he remembers all this stuff that Ryu was saying about you know the importance of helping people and he finds that he strangely enough cares um even though he probably shouldn't guy comes and becomes Black Condor again and they defeat the monster they tr- they transform all together for the first time uh, guy is officially welcome to the team uh, but he doesn't take Ryu's handshake. Instead, he starts flirting with Akko and Kyori because that's just what Guy does. And uh, we, the Jetman briefly meet the Viram at the end of this episode. Uh, I think a big thing that stands out for me in this episode is an opening scene, which is just, just another guy scene. Here. He starts hitting on a female cop and then she won't talk to him so he intentionally starts speeding on his motorcycle just so the cop will pull him over <laughs> so that <laughs> he can actually talk to her i mean guy's gonna guy am guy. I, guy. I right classic mm. guy
2: so a
1: certified
3: Only guy, guy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he is smooth with his with his, uh, his approaches at least i've noticed that
1: i'm going to i'm going to rip the band-aid off on of something that i've been kind of bugged by so far Jetman doesn't do any like transformation sequence like how other Sentais have done.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It's a very day, yeah.
1: very bland. Sentai here the on them don't. Well, I think the Sentai that
2: comes right after it does. No, it doesn't. If, if anything, it, no, it it's, doesn't. It's, it doesn't. It's less. It's there's less to it in Zoo Range. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I don't remember it happening in Sun Vulcan, but they did have sequences for. Now they were pretty bland; like they weren't like some big elaborate thing. Like for Masked Man, they did it, but it was really just they say Aura Mask. They jump forward, and then they use st- and then they show stock footage of like them jumping through this like force field that transforms them. So there was transformation sequences back then, but it was always like really bland I stuff.
2: First, I think the first season's really do interesting. Transformation sequences it was probably Mega Ranger.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. I can't remember Car Rangers. Car, um, Rangers well, car Rangers was.
2: Here's a car doing a drift, and then here's their helmet.
3: Yeah, that that's pretty much how it goes. And I know in, I know in Old Ranger it was basically just the same as Zeo, but like yeah, it, yeah, they
2: just they just but there did, was did, but did, they
3: didn't did show the people's faces. Yeah,
1: <laughs> over the Japanese footage.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean even like the ranger footage like that's Yeah. That's way more substantial than anything you got over here in Setman. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it's it's very simple but what are you going to do? Take, uh, special effects. It's, in it's the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the 90s I problem.
1: mean this is this is sentai where I I find amusement while watching to say, "Oh, look, I can kind of see the string that's holding the character up in the air." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pretty much.
2: <laughs> oh, when they're like, fl- it, when they're flying when they're flying from the sky to the ground, you can tell. Oh, this is some real bad green screen work. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I think uh, the thing that makes this episode really good is that it gives good character development for a guy. Like you can tell that he has a noble side because he does come back. But even though he has it in him, he's still not letting it out fully. Like. He still doesn't acknowledge Ryu as his friend, and if anything, you kind of get the vibe that he's pretending, or maybe for all we know, he really is just there, both because you know he wants to hit on Kaori, and he also wants to pretend that he's there just to mess with Ryu, like just be annoying to him. I
1: think that's exactly it. The last part. Either
2: either he wants to mess with him or he wants to one-up him.
1: I yeah. think you finds Ryu interesting because he's a Boy Scout. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I definitely like that this is a Guy-focused episode. Um, it, it just stands out as, like, a good episode to me because Guy is a character that has, like you said, many different parts to him. Like, he can be honorable and he can be, you know, helpful, but he still has his own little streak of, I'm a flirt with these two girls and make it awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, you couldn't do this in the beyond the nineties. Like after the nineties, this kind of character would get canceled immediately.
2: Oh, definitely. That's one of the cool things about going back towards time with Sentais, because different decades, different things were different things were seen as okay. Yeah. And breath of fresh air sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, this is why I told Nathan, um, like, partway through Sin Kenzer, look, I don't want to do Gicky Ranger next. I want to go back to, um, to Jetman yeah, first. Different era, yeah. I yeah. want to experience something different. I want to see a season where I'm not just talking about how it relates back to Power Rangers.
2: Even though we've been making the in-space comparisons.
0: <laughs> okay. I think I'm the few- in-space comparisons are warranted, though.
2: Yeah. They I mean, are. But- I just, I just find it ironic that he said
1: that. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so but funny. also, it's not every episode we're going to be doing that. It's only like yeah. in the thematic parts of it. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah.
0: Any anything else you want to say about episode uh, three? No, I'm good. No. Okay, um, the next two episodes, episodes four and five. Episode four is called The Fighting Bride, and episode five is called Fall For Me. It's a two-parter, so we'll just skim through this story with all uh, with um, both episodes. Um, we're introduced to the Jet Men's uh, mechs for this season called the Jet Machines, uh, Jet Hawk, Jet Condor, etc. cetera. Um, not much to talk about with them, uh, Jet Hawk is the only one that looks actually kind of unique because it's actually designed to look like the head of a hawk. Yeah, um,
2: and the other ones look like limbs
0: because it's exactly what. They much.
2: Are.
0: <laughs> um,
3: had had Jetman have been created now, I honestly think that they would have probably make like, these things a little bit more intricate. Um yeah. they probably all would look all more have more like all like limbs like. You know, maybe some feet, maybe some like actual realistic wings, you know, things like this that.
2: This is also in this is also the era where the mechs were literally
0: just boxes. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much, yeah.
2: Like, like we can get-
0: original. And there's not much to talk about with them either. I mean, Rita's Jet Owl has this deployable claw that he'll sometimes use to like drop boulders on monsters and the claw. <laughs>
3: Sorry, I hadn't made the joke. <laughs> and-
0: <laughs> Those uh, jet swallow can detach its wings to use it as a cutter, and they can all shoot lasers because that's kind of like a standard thing that individual mechs need to do. But uh, um, they're kind of a. Uh, it's kind of uh, complicated to uh, um, sum it up. I'm going to do it as best I can. So they're doing a training session, and Kyori struggles, and, you know, she is acting incredibly spoiled, you know, like she says that, you know, she's not good with machines and she doesn't want to do this. And then she um, pretty much walks out and Ryu is angry at her because she's putting her feelings first. Um, She gets approached by a rich person who's like a friend of her own rich parents named Soichiro who proposes to her. Um, He finds out that she's a jet man and tries to convince them her to quit, and uh, Kaori, feeling that she isn't worthy to be a Jetman, does quit. And she goes to marry him, but then when they find out, but then when she sees who Soichiro actually is, like, you know, this like greedy really rich guy, he tur- she turns on him and goes back to being White Swan, but part one ends with um, them defeating the latest uh, dimensional monster flea- themed after a traffic light made by Radigat. Um, and Kaori gets injured um, during the fight. And then in part two, pretty much the entire episode is all about Kaori trying to recover from her injuries because she got paralyzed during the fight in a wheelchair. And uh, she's trying to, like, you know, get more control over her legs since it's a mental thing. Uh, we The Jetman do get brief encounters with pretty much every... Major Viram general, except Radigate, since they're both trying to compete with Radigate. Um and I was just saying, there, you know, Toran just screws with them. Uh, we get some brief moments where Gray is shown to be like this guy who enjoys smoking cigarettes and drinking wine, which is weird because he's a robot and he likes listening to classic music. Um my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: Gray Gray is an amazing villain.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um they get attacked by M- Maria, during which uh, Ryu, while close up with her, thinks that she looks a lot like Rie, which is something that I really want you guys to remember because it's going to be important much later on. Oh,
1: I'm not um, forgetting that. I've been keeping that back in my mind for a while now. <laughs> yeah, good man.
0: He just <laughs> he just brushes it off since you know Rie is dead and you know this woman's evil, so she's nothing like it. Um, they fight them off, and then when the, and then they, uh, is able to recover with their legs, and they combine their jet machines to form, uh, a giant, uh, jet machine called the Icarus Hawken, which is kind of like the, uh, time, you guys might remember in Time Force, they could combine all of their time flyers to form Jet Mode. It's like that. Yeah. In fact, I probably would say that that was probably the influence for Jet Mode. In Time Ranger. But uh you defeat them there and uh Yeah, that's pretty much how this whole episode uh two parter plays out. Uh you you guys can give your thoughts on this one real quick.
1: So I have two thoughts I'm gonna give. The first is I love the I love the Jet Ikaris uh, Hawken mech a lot. I think it's a really cool mech and it's honestly just it's simple, but it's also elegant and sleek. Mm-hmm. Um, so I greatly enjoyed that mech. Um, the other thing is, so if you'll remember, I was saying in the beginning, I didn't like Kairi that much, and I didn't like Ayako that much. This two-parter made me like, uh, Kairi a little bit more, because we finally started to see her, like, as part of the team and not some Brit spoiled person, you know, like she's considerate of what's going on around her, and she's starting to understand the magnitude of what she got herself into. Yeah. And so that's some good character development we got. Yeah. Uh, what
4: about you, Anthony?
3: I kind of was like, like, I was kind of like on freaking uh, Guy's side when he, like, when he was basically, t- like, when you was basically getting on uh, Calry about being, like, a princess and all that. And it's like, you don't, like, I understand, like, with, like, she might struggle a little bit, you know, being, like, part of this team, or whatever. I get that. But, like, there's a way to handle things without, you know, being so, you know, being a, a dick about it. You know what I'm saying?
1: And see, I think, I think Ryu doing that is not a reflection of him being a bad person. No, no, I no, think, I think this is a reflection of him trying to handle the stress of knowing that the team is not ready to handle the depressor of fighting the virum and getting revenge for his loss of his love. And I think that's starting to manifest in the in the season a little bit. Like
4: you're gonna see a little armor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think I think that's all part of like his dealing with his own dilemmas and his own personal stuff. Yeah. And like the way he the way he lashes out, I don't think he's trying to be a dick, but I think he's just frustrated and he's got no other way to l- release the outlet.
3: And also notice how like he's kind of clueless when it comes to like dealing with other people's emotions. Like you said, he's dealing with grief. He's not understanding that like maybe because I'm dealing with so much stress of like and like I'm grieving, I'm not understanding other people's like feelings when it comes to you know, how they how they deal with, you know, their feelings and their
4: actions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you want to add anything, Patrick? No, the, those two hit them. all the points I wanted to hit. Mostly, it's it's cool. good that we finally got um,
2: the rich girl getting her. Uh, maybe because of the rich people isn't such a good idea moment so early on. Instead of her, I, I this is a, a character trait that when I first got to the season, I was afraid that they were going to linger on it for like half the season. So I'm glad they handled it like in the first. 10 episodes, because Kyrie would have been insufferable if this went on for, like, another 10-15
4: episodes. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Okay, we'll move on to episode six, a single-part episode called Get Angry Robo. Um, this, uh... This one is, um... So we kind of continue a little bit with the Ryu and Guy rivalry. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that, uh, in the previous episode, uh, Guy can see that Kaori kind of has feelings for Ryu. Um, it was established there and he has feelings for Kaori and he's very clearly frustrated with that. And, uh, he isn't able to, uh, you know, work with the jet other Jetman as a team, which is a problem when they're trying to practice to combine their jet machines into a robot form. Uh, at the same time, the uh, the Jetman encounter a building that has been turned into a Dimension Beast by Radigat. Um, Guy gets caught in the building, and Ryu saves him, but then he ends up getting caught himself, and... We get the very first, um, encounter between Radigate and the Jetman, during which, uh, we actually find out that Radigate has this alternative monster form called Radig- Radigan, which he turns into every time he's angry. Um, it's like a very feral monster form, like he doesn't really talk much. Um, Guy saves Ryu, declaring that, you know, he and Ryu are even now, um... They expel radigim and then they uh, combine their jet machines to form their mech called Jet Icarus. A brief thing to note about Jet Icarus, uh, and this is also the same case for uh, Icarus Hawken. The cockpit for both the individual jet machines and, the, and when they're all together in the cockpit... I know this is going. <laughs> it's the same stuff that they used in Geo Ranger. Um, oh, so, I, I noticed that as soon as I watched it, I was like, yeah, that's definitely
3: Zoo Ranger. Like, them taking pieces of their of their uh, wrist uh, communicator, putting in the, putting in the machine. I was like, that's definitely some some of the Zoo Ranger. I was like, wow. The
0: differences, like, the individual cockpits for the jet machines, they're a bit darker lighting when they're used for the cockpits of the Guardian Beast. And of course, they do change like when you see like long shots, they do change what the outside looks like so that it'll look like the like in this case it looks like the head of Jet Icarus, but when they do it in G Ranger, it looks like the head of Daijujin. but yeah, they did mostly reuse the cockpits. And for all the non-Sentai viewers, we're talking about the uh, cockpits for the original dinosaur dinozords and the original Megazord from Mighty Morphin. Um yeah, j- not really a huge thing. I just wanted to note that. And anyone, any Power Ranger fan is going to recognize that because that Megazord cockpit is iconic. Yeah. Um.
4: Uh, and uh, that's um.
0: not much to say on how this episode ends except for the fact that, you know, Kyrie says that she's impressed with Guy and Guy just smirks and he's all like, eh, you're going to fall in love with me someday. Like, Guy is just going to keep on Mm. being Guy.
2: Mm. One of the things... Mm. Can you guys...
4: Go
2: ahead, Patrick,
0: I'm sorry.
4: It kind of shows a little bit
2: of how the... It's like, it seems like every time Ryu's going to do something to help Guy, Guy's going to try to to match it so he doesn't feel disrespected. Because he almost felt disrespected when Ryu came and saved him. I like yeah. I like, I like that dynamic a lot. But one of the things I I forgot I, w- I wanted to mention this in the last episode too, and this one, because the virums are so competitive with one another to get the the leadership role, they are not afraid to get their hands dirty. So no, this is going to be far from the last time we see radigate engage in combat. the same with the others and it's another um uh plus i like for this uh, this group of villains is because sometimes some of the key generals or the leader usually wait until like the ending before they get involved but
4: this time it's I appreciate the i think that because she's been the villains was more real Mm-hmm. Uh Riz, did you want to give your thoughts? So, copy and paste Patrick's, and you have mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Well.
0: Uh, what do we think of Jet Icarus, the uh, main mech here? A couple of things: a uh, Jet Icarus. Uh, Actually has quite a few weapons. It's actually kind of amazing how many weapons this thing has over the course of a series. It can shoot its fists, shot puncher, Um, it has a spear, a battle axe, a hammer, daggers, a flail, it can use uh, the jet swallows wings as a shield, and its primary weapon is a sword with which it uses its uh, uh, finishing attack, because, you know, that's what mechs do, but... Yeah, uh, I think it's a pretty decent looking mech. It, it should be noted uh, this is actually the very first Super Sentai mech where all four of the limbs are made by individual mechs. So uh, that's pretty unique. Um, I don't think actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys uh, give your thoughts just to see if uh, they're similar to mine. Like, what do you think of Jet Icarus?
2: I don't mind it, but it's probably because I'm spoiled, because starting from Zoo Ranger onward, the mechas kind of get a little bit more intricate, because like I said earlier, this thing's just a box. Like, it's it's very yeah. square and very plain. And then you look at the next season, Dajushin is one of the single coolest designed base mechas in Sentai, I think. And then going forward with uh, what's his name? Dai Reno and Muteki Shogun and mm-hmm. Um, O Ranger Robo and stuff—they all, all come a little bit more unique and round. Yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> I want to use. So it's probably because this is the only pre Ranger Sentai that I've seen. This one is just
4: extremely basic.
1: But the basic simplicity is what made it such a good mech. I feel.
2: Uh, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. Oh,
3: I forgot to get my thoughts on the uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, go ahead,
0: Anthony. I'm sorry about that.
3: No, you're good. Um can we just talk about how much Radigate is a petty mofo, like he's
4: like, What?
2: How dare you!
3: Don't make me beat my own beat my own blood. No one
2: <laughs> no one <laughs> They're all kinda like that, but Radicate like to- Everything very personally.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm literally gonna turn to a monster and like make myself ugly just because you cut me. Which I don't mind. I just, I just, I just thought it was very interesting to point out that, like, you know, he was like, just I, it shows how like how personal he keeps loves himself. Like he's like, no one can cut me. Like I'm pretty much like the best ever, and like no one can stop me. Like the fact that you cut me means that, like. I don't feel powerful it's sort of like a thing where like if you it's like i've felt this way when this i'm i'm sorry for bringing up dragging up anime but like when frieza first fights goku and he's getting hurt by him he said that 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 hurt that actually hurt that meaning that no one's ever actually able to put hands on him before and he's he's not used to that
4: Yeah.
2: Was there anything else you guys wanted to add? Nope. I'm good. And, uh, and, house, and houses are, house, housing can also be
3: very dangerous, but also <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: just don't get eaten by one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the next uh, four episodes are all fillers, so we'll get through these uh, as best we can. Um Episode seven is a Ryu-centric filler episode called "Reuse Marriage," and I do mean that with uh, a question mark because there's a question mark literally included in the title. <laughs> um, in this episode, uh, we meet Ryu's grandmother Kinuyo, who is trying to convince him to. Um, she's uh, trying to arrange a marriage between him and a woman because he's about to turn twenty-six, and he wants him to. She wants him to leave. Sky Force and take over their family business. Ryu, of course, doesn't want to because, you know, he's dedicated to being a Jetman. And uh, most of the episode is just uh, Ryu uh, trying to stand up to his grandmother and while they're also battling a um, a monster based off of a mirror which was created by Maria. And it ends with them uh, defeating the monster. and uh Ryu's uh would-be wife uh goes back to her hometown to get married to a man that uh she was that she's actually in love with. Um I think my I think the part that'll always stand out to me, and I think everybody else can agree with me, is that they try to scheme this thing where Ryu will meet the woman named Imiko, by the way, and they want to try and ruin it. So Ryu goes there and then Rita shows up dressed up like a mob boss and he's basically all like Hey yo Ryu, hey, where's my money? You got my money? Give me my money. And then and then Kaori has to walk in dressed up and she's like, Oh my god, Ryu, how dare you leave me for this girl? I you left me. You were supposed to marry me. So Can
3: we just, it's just how hilarious that really she looked in this episode? Like, my god. Oh yeah, that was good. Did you guys have any other uh,
4: fun parts you liked in this episode? Mm, not really. I mean,
1: you kind of hit—you kind of hit everything. Like, it, this is a very simple episode with not a lot going on. the The only thing I'll say is we get more Ryu development in that we see their family he comes from. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's kind of meh.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, Patrick, anything? Man, man. Or Anthony? There's, there's not much
2: to really talk about here.
4: I'm
3: okay. gonna say that I'm gonna say this. I honestly think that. Uh, well, pretty much, I pretty much know. Coward when she said that, like you know, I, you're supposed to be with me. I don't think she was. I don't think she was playing. She legit was thinking. She that, was not like, playing. Yeah, because like, um, even the girls said the same thing. She was like oh yeah, you have somebody who really really wants to be with you. And he's like, who's that? I'm like, really, you freaking idiot. She's right there.
4: (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's clueless.
4: How can you not see it?
0: Uh, The next episode is a filler revolving around Kaori and Akko called The Laughing Diamond, where uh, we where Akko accompanies Kaori to a high-class party where this rich Japanese man is going to reveal a valuable jewel called the Bloody Diamond. Maria turns the diamond into a monster, um, which uh, has the ability to hypnotize uh, people and turns them into all these, like, greedy people that just attack each other out of greed. Akko falls victim to the spell, and she becomes this, like, feral, greedy person. Uh, Kaori snaps her out of it, and uh in a really weird way, like, she offers um, Akko, like, pretty much all the valuable diamonds in Tokyo, and then Akko snaps out of it, and then they defeat the monster. Uh, this is probably my least favorite episode out of this bunch, because... Nothing really happens, honestly. Like I'm not a huge. It's it's there. I mean, you know, I I don't hate filler episodes because sometimes you got to do filler episodes, and this one isn't bad. It's just eh.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: Anthony, you want to comment?
3: This one was okay. Um, I just did. It was kind of just just kind of jarring, just seeing like you know. Kyrie just basically just loading all of her diamonds and, and this money just throwing it at her. It's like, I mean, I get I get the reason why she's doing this. It's just, I just feel like, it's just like, you know, I have to back for the butler, too, because he's just to all that crap up. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> that's my, that's uh, you my were gonna, thoughts of it.
0: You were going to say, Simon Patrick, before I cut you off, sorry about that. Go ahead and. Say Honestly, what you were gonna say. It was so insignificant. I forgot what to say. It's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My bad.
2: <laughs> nah, it's all good. It wasn't anything important anyway.
3: It was just like, like, wow, like she did all that, and uh, freaking Butler has to clean all that crap up, and like probably has to put all that money up, to, to to I guess put all those diamonds up, or like I guess I don't know. It's just it was
4: just a lot.
0: Uh, The next filler episode that we get uh, is called Muddy Love. It's a raita centric episode where... uh, So Toron uses the Dimension Bug to create a sewing machine monster called the Fashion Dimension, um, which does a pretty campy but 90s-esque Sentai plot where he creates these clothes and puts them on people and then they get brainwashed into being evil.
3: Oh, uh, um, actually, hey, I, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off for uh, for a second there. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go so ahead. So, actually, this is this is the first episode where a dimensional monster can actually actually speak and actually speaks. You know, like actual like person. And it's not just like roaring or like just making some random noises. Actually, like it actually can like speak.
1: Is
0: that a real? Oh, thing? I actually didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah.
1: I hadn't noticed that.
0: Yeah. Oh, the props to Anthony for noticing that. Uh, Thank you. At the same time, Raita is meeting with his friend, his old uh, country friend, uh, Sadzuki, who um, we get a flashback where uh, they were both children and he was participating in a mud race for her and uh, she said that uh, she would marry him if he won. <laughs> it's a pretty cute flashback, actually. Um, but then they go on what is clearly a date, but he insists that it's not a date. Um, and she is not at all what, um, you know, she was what she was before. She's dressed up like this sophisticated modern woman, although we find out on the side that it's actually an act. Like she's trying to pretend to be like this big, sophisticated woman. Like she's getting advice from like a Tokyo date guide on what she's supposed to do. And, of course, Raita is turned off because, you know, he likes uh, her for who she previously was. Um, Raita tells her off um, because she's, for how different she is, you know, saying that, like, you know, the previous Satsuki was like a cute dandelion and she had a genuine root, but now she's like a plastic flower. Then Satsuki runs away crying, but then she gets turned evil by that. Um, monster's clothes but Raita frees her they defeat the monster and then Satsuki is returning to home on the train and she wants Raita to tell Yellow Owl that um, she's fallen in love with him of course is all excited and at the very end of the episode we find out that Satsuki secretly knows that Raita is Yellow Owl so <laughs> a great way to end the episode. You know, I think Indeed. I think the I think the big thing that really stands out to me here. So, Guy offers Raita advice and then there's a scene where when they're fighting the um where they're fighting, Ryu is ready to call Raita for help. And of all people, it is Guy who is saying, "Hey man, I mean, Raita's Not doesn't get that many dates. Like, let's let him enjoy his date, bro. Come on, like, guy of all people is yeah, (laughs) like being sticking up for right. Then I that that's what stands out to me. Ironically, the way he yeah, he's the ultimate pun man.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that was a perfect pun.
3: (laughs) What I got out of that was that like, if it was if it was. Guy, he if it was guy going like going through what Michael was going through, I'm pretty sure like he want his team to could be like, hey, like you know, we like no, don't call him like he's on his date. He's trying to you know, be have a decent you know relationship with somebody. Which honestly, I think guy is not really that type of guy that to, to be wanting a relationship with somebody like that. But I think he has like some you know other alternative al- other alternative alter- alternative moment motives. for for his dates, but, you know, in in another world, that would be probably what the case is.
0: There's also a really funny scene at the beginning where is getting himself ready and he's trying to put, like, this hair product in, and he puts, like, he almost, like, empties the full bottle of it into his hair, (laughs) and then everyone is all like, Eugene, you're only supposed to put like a small handful in
4: there. Like... (laughs)
1: A really only, a, you only, think-
3: a, only a farm boy who hasn't like, been, haven't done that
2: before would do something like that.
3: So yeah.
1: This is my favorite episode of the 10 that we got so far.
2: Okay. I, really? I,
1: yeah, I think this is one of the best episodes of the 10 we've gotten. Mainly because I like Wright as a character that much and getting him to have some screen time and get some more character development and so like uh Satsuki, I think those are all really interesting things for um him to go through. I will say though, that Man is very big on the love story thing. This is the third love story in a row. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Let, let's do something a little bit different.
4: No, you I like feel you. that <laughs> yeah.
1: but um overall, I, I, I think this is one of my favorite episodes, like. It, it's just fun to see Rya, you know, sweating it out, and you know the the nerd and the guy, the bigger guy kind of getting some so time, like you know, on dates and stuff. It, yeah. It's it's nice to see that.
0: Yeah, Speeding a monster by picking up like a one hundred ton boulder and just throwing it at him, you just hit yeah. it with a rock. <laughs> uh, can we but also point how... out the? Oh, I'm sorry. That, yeah, yeah. Let Patrick go.
2: Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I think this episode was kind of boring, because I thought up to this point, Raito was the most underdeveloped of the five, because the other ones kind of had a little bit of a backstory, but he just kind of appeared and was just the nice guy for the first, like, eight episodes. So to finally
1: get some similar backstory on him is really welcome. Yeah. I'm going to sound very surprised, Patrick, Did you say that. I actually thought Raita had more development than most characters, in that the well, least I, developed character. No,
2: I didn't say development. I meant like established character.
1: Yeah, but even then, I think we know more about Raita than we do about like Akko, for example.
4: Uh, well, we had that scene of her
2: in the second episode of her at high school where they showed where she was big and athletic. She's very peppy, energetic you know, quick to act and
1: everything. But she wasn't so, athletic. That, that was sure. a brand new thing after she had Zitman powers.
2: True, but I feel like it did a better job of establishing, like,
1: her, her background and characteristics more I than... Mean,
2: all I mean, all,
1: all I got from Akko is that she's a high school kid who got some powers and can nudge jump really high.
2: Maybe I saw more to it than you did. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I you're not entirely I'm yeah. You're not entirely wrong about her either. But I don't know. I felt like it, it. He had gotten the short end of the stick up
4: to this point. But I don't know. I feel, I feel know. that. Is anybody gonna say anything
3: else? Before I yeah. say something real quick.
0: Yeah, go oh, ahead, man. Anthony.
3: Okay, no, I just wanted to say like it's also very interesting that I remember Pacific specifically in Car Ranger slash um, Turbo there was an episode where the Yellow Ranger was in with a monster who basically gave people clothes and it would turn them into like pretty much like jerks and I was like. I was like, wait a minute, that reminds me of that Car Ranger last Turbo episode where, like, they were all being jerks because they were wearing clothing and stuff. I was like, huh, that,
2: nah, that, that I would,
3: that's an interesting trope.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, because Car Ranger was essentially meant to be a parody season, so.
3: Yeah. So I'm curious, is, like, that that, expi- that this that this episode inspired Car Ranger to do that episode, and, and of course, Turbo did adapt that episode, so I was like, okay, and it was by Yellow Ranger, so it was ironic.
4: Yeah. just There's some cool, funny trivia that I wanted to bring up. I like it. Thank you. Uh, we got one more episode,
0: another filler episode, dedicated to Akko, called Cup Noodles. Um, you can probably tell what this episode is going to be about. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: about a cup of noodles, guys.
0: So I love this episode. <laughs> so we find out that there's a boy named Tatsuta who, um, went to middle school with Akko and has a crush on her, and he has this obsession with cup noodles, and a dimension beast called the Noodle Dimension, which is literally a monster made out of a cup of noodles, uh, he disguises himself as, like, this friendly creature, and, uh, gets, uh, uh, Tatsuta to create his own cup noodles, um, you know, with the promise that he'll become rich, and, uh, Akko will like him, uh, he creates, uh, Tatsuda creates the own cup noodle, which he calls Happy Akko, and it becomes popular, and, uh, everyone is eating it, and then the noodle dimension, uh, reveals his true self, and starts playing this music, which causes everyone who's eaten the noodles, which includes Raita, because, you know, Raita likes to eat a lot, um, they all turn into like uh these really impatient people who just attack people out of rage you know Raita goes crazy uh and then uh, it ends with akko um, ka, um revealing to tatsuda he's been used tatsuda helps the jetman defeat the noodle dimension because he briefly gets weakened because since he's a cup noodle monster he can't stay alive for as long because he needs hot water in order to live, which is just campy enough to fit in with this plot, and I like that. Um, <laughs> and, um... Yeah, they defeat the monster, and uh, it ends with uh, Tatsuda being like, oh, I'm gonna create Hoppyako too." Um... This is just a funny filler episode. I... I don't know. Actually, you guys give your thoughts first, because I'm not even sure what I want to say, honestly. like You guys go ahead first. I didn't like this episode
1: all that much. Really? I I liked it. It was okay. I mean, okay, so let's do a quick recap here, and I'll explain my rationale for why I don't like this episode as much. At this point, we have a pretty good idea of who Ryu is. We have a really good idea who Guy is. We have a really good idea of Raita, and we have a somewhat decent idea of Kaiori. We don't or just I feel like we don't really get to know a lot about Akko. And this episode does very little to kind of give her some kind of death whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. all we get is she had a crust on like some guy had a crust on her. She so finds him kind of creepy or kind of weird. And that's it. Like no personable details, no nothing of interest. Just, yeah, I um I have this guy who has a crush on me. Like, we get nothing here. at least when we had the other love stories, like we got them to do something like, um, Kyrie grew as a person. Rita had a chance to, like grow as a character because he went on a date, and he figured out that you know C has a thing for his superhero persona and that's kinda of cool for his him and his confidence. But Akko didn't grow. Akko didn't get anything out of this. Like it was filler, it was about her, but literally nothing happens.
4: Man,
2: I don't know if yeah. this me I don't know if this is me misremembering stuff from my original watch through. But this episode kind of encapsulates... Um, because I'm just going to jump ahead. I did mention this in the last episode we did on the Shinkenger finale, but this is my second favorite Sentai behind Shinkenger. And
1: one mm-hmm. of the
2: reasons why Shinkenger is my favorite over Jetman is because I think this season doesn't really take good advantage of its filler episodes like Shinkenger does. I feel it like really I, doesn't. Yeah, I, it doesn't. I felt like Shinkenger did a really good job of they filler episodes but they all had big character impact moments in them that actually had yeah. relevance. And they're usually just like themed episodes where like there's a character who takes over the spotlight in the episode, but it mostly just kind of revolves around their personality instead of actually expanding on yeah. them. And all of the character development moments are relegated to like very like there's still some filler episodes that do stuff like that, but it's all relegated to plot driven episodes. And this is just kind of a a foreshadowing of how the filler episodes in the season really aren't that great. So Well,
1: so like the thing here is This is again another nineties problem, I think. So in the nineties, they weren't concerned about character development, they weren't concerned about story. They were more concerned about, let's make something serialized that we can sew once a week a new episode of. And we don't have to worry about making a connection, because who cares? These are little kids. They don't have any, like, preference on if there's a a storyline or something impactful happening, like how we do. And they're only into it because they want the toys, you know? Like, there's a whole different audience here. There's a whole different intent here.
3: In That's, layman's terms, merchandising, merchandising.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, you're not wrong,
2: but I think it really, as good as the season ends up being by the time we get to the, the end of it, I still think this season holds up incredibly well, but I think this is one of the things that holds the season back, is that it it doesn't, with how great it is at developing its cast, there's still room for them to have done more. Oh yeah, and they could have done a lot more. Yeah, and you, you two will see it as we go go through this. Um, it really, it has a lot of dead space in it. And yeah, I know, like you said, yeah, at the time it does make sense. Sentai's probably gotten better with this when it comes to making the fill episodes count a little bit more, but. Like, even jumping ahead five, six years or so, or seven years, however long it was, until Mega Ranger, which is still a ninety Sentai, it it did what Shinkenger did and made the filler episodes have meaning towards the characters, which is one of the reasons why I hold Mega Ranger such high regard when it comes to the the cast. But... It, but, it, I, but Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. But I think that's... If I have... To spoil my ending thoughts on the season a little bit, but this is the biggest flaw with Jetman is the fillers are true filler, and I don't like yeah.
1: that. <laughs> that that's my thoughts as well, Patrick is that there's yeah. a lot of filler here with no purpose and it yeah, it on. it it doesn't really change too much, especially coming off a of Simkinser, yes, and so I don't know that. if thats. A-
2: you yeah yeah you see you kind of, I kind of established why I have one above the other and you'll kind of see as we go through this yeah I do think though that this
0: Sentai like you know like Riz said that they don't care as much about um, you know developing characters I do think this Sentai one of the th- things that made it so revolutionary though was the fact that it did embrace like. You know more character driven stuff like with Mm -hmm. Guy and Ryu in later episodes. So it was revolutionary in that regard, but at the same time, you can't expect like a complete um, change to how Sentai was because you know '90s Sentais and even '80s Sentais all had like very pointless filler episodes that don't do anything. And Jetman is just unfortunately kind of a product of that. Like, I
1: mean, and that's that's fine, and I'm willing to look the other way on that but this episode in particular just did not hit the mark for me yeah it, it 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 didn't have any humor like i wasn't laughing at the antics i wasn't invested in the story i i had no interest i was kind of watching it like this episode felt like more like a chore than something of enjoyment
3: mm. that's yeah. that's kind of weird cuz i felt the exact opposite because like I actually enjoyed this episode. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not saying that y'all wrong necessarily. I just feel like this episode in particular was just kind of like it was a good like break from all like the crazy drama that like the characters are dealing with right now. And like it also shows that like Ako can be a very like forgiving person because like this this, this guy who she, she thought she was thought it was creepy, you know was so brave in trying to like stop this monster from attacking her or whatever and almost got her in the process just trying to you know stop him and like you know make sure he doesn't get his water so he can revive himself it was just and in the end she was like you know he said yeah, i'm sorry for whether they happened or whatever normally the old aqua would probably have been like oh you're not forgiven whatever you know get on my face but this time she was like you know what since you since you were so brave and save, trying to save me or whatever, I'm willing. I'm willing to
2: like you know for to forgive you for what you know what what happened today.
4: I see what you're saying. Yeah,
1: but I also still find myself struggling to care.
3: No, it's it's fine. It's not really anything. But I'm not trying to convince you that I like you know, know. my opinion is right and anything. It's just you know.
1: Well, no, because my opinion's right. <laughs> Here we go with this. It's an opinion, first off. This is just a thought that came
2: up about this episode just now because, ironically, we've mentioned Car Ranger a lot in this review for this episode for some reason. This is the kind of stupid concept that Car Ranger would have made hilarious. (laughs) Because there were several episodes of Car Ranger that were just like this that were memorable for all the dumbest reasons. so oh big
3: facts yeah
0: yeah. i i do this isn't really in regards to uh the this episode but more like kind of some of what patrick said about how jet man does it you know we can i I just want to say this to kind of just transition into like you know the early thoughts um as we're wrapping this up uh the, the episode stuff is basically wrapped up now guys um I agree that Jetman's filler episodes aren't always the best. Like like a lot of them are very much like your typical 90s sentai stuff. But I also but I do think that Jetman kind of occasionally dipped into using the filler episodes cuz like some of these filler episodes do kind of do some stuff like I do think the Raita filler episode does kind of give more backstory for Right, and and not only that, but without spoiling too much, there are some things that happen in that episode that do have that do kind of come back into the series later. So, and that is a filler episode. So, not, but I'm still sympathetic to what Patrick says that like Jetman doesn't use their fillers to their fullest potential. They don't do it, but they do. Like They don't do it with all the filler episodes, but I think there's a handful where they do, and that kind of laid the groundwork for other Sentai, such as Shinkenger, to eventually start using the filler episodes to their full potential, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, Jetman didn't do it completely, but it laid the groundwork.
2: I mean, it's definitely better than the, process, or than the, the next season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take a lot of yeah, the Zoo Ranger guys, but the Zoo Ranger is like eight percent filler, and none of it matters. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for. I'm ready for us to do Zoo Ranger and have Patrick rant.
2: Oh, we should do it just so I can have stand-up comedy roast for that season.
1: <laughs> we already talked about it. we're doing Zoo Ranger after. It do, we have, do we
3: have to? We have to because I really don't don't want to do Zoo Ranger. You can skip it out. <laughs> I
0: will. Okay. For my sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna do Gecky Ranger first, Anthony. You can enjoy that, and then we'll all vote on what we do next. After that, <sighs> thank God. <laughs> um, but do, but do you kind of agree with what I'm saying, Patrick? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, about
2: the f- use of fillers. Yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those of its era things. Like we we've mentioned these. Things that probably happen now, thing a lot, and that's going to be something we're going to bring up a lot more because it's ninety one for the love of Pete. Um, uh, but, but yeah, it's it's the writing of the time. And
0: I I, I do think <laughs> th- I could probably name like two other filler episodes right off my memory, ones that we haven't watched yet that do give some character development with fillers, but or yes,
2: yeah. with Shin it felt like they were more that were useful. Cause I honestly can't recall any off the top of my head from Shin Kendra that weren't, that were completely irrelevant to everything. When in this one, there's like three or four in this season that are relevant. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And
4: yeah, I, I sympathize with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Risen, Anthony, I think,
0: uh, you know, Patrick and I kind of already can't really give early thoughts because we already kind of know what we're going to be thinking about this Sentai later on. But uh, what do you guys think early on with these uh, first 10 episodes?
1: You want to go first, Anthony?
3: I'll go first. Um, Overall, I actually enjoy the story. um, Since I've already seen. I'm, actually, I'm like pretty much caught up on Don Brothers. It, I'm starting to see the similarities between this and Jetman because this is like you know preluding to Don Brothers. Because of course, like he he broke Don Brothers first, obviously. I mean, I broke Jetman first, obviously. Um, but I do enjoy this story more than Don Brothers, surprisingly, because like some of the characters on Don Brothers just, just kind of like irk me a bit. It's not because like they're like. I mean, like I said, the character doesn't have to be like, completely flawless for me to like them or whatever. It's just, I don't know, maybe how they're handled. But I honestly don't hate any of the Jetmen thus far. Um, I think Ryu's kind of clueless a little bit, but that's kind of like which Charm of his character, I guess. And, he, and, it, and his high kicks, I, I don't know it I love when he does the high kick jump kicks. It just looks so cool when he does it.
4: And uh, Riz? So,
1: Zetman so far has been pretty good. Like, it's enjoyable. But if Guy didn't exist, my opinion would be a lot lower of this Sentai. FYI. Facts. Guy, Guy makes this Sentai what it is, I feel. And if Guy wasn't there, I'd probably be struggling to want to watch these episodes, um, quite honestly. Like, okay, so mm-hmm. I know Ryu's... Are, I know I like Ryu, I like Raita, I like Kyori I like and I I don't know what I think about Akko right now, but at least while they're good characters, they're, they're not... They don't have much to them to keep me invested. Because, again, the, 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 the 90s was not about characterization as much as it was about, let's get the episodes out for the kids to enjoy it. So, it, it's hard to get drawn in without a character that you can anchor to. and In this case, Guy is my anchor. And I think that he's a fantastic character for the Sentai mm-hmm. and...
4: Thanks. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he he makes the Sentai what it is. Um, like I said earlier, I didn't really care for Akko's characterization in the last episode. I'm hoping it gets better. Um, I'm also hoping to get more on Ryu and Rai and how that works out like, you know, him dealing with her passing and avenging her and everything. Um, if I have to, I'm going to do my rate rankings right now here, because I kind of already gave it to you earlier, Nate. Yeah, go um, ahead. If I had to rank the the Sentai Rangers here, Guy's my number one. Raita is my second favorite. Um, Followed by Ryu, followed by Kyori, and then Akko. And Guy, you already know why. Raita, I mean, I basically did like my entire expose on why I like him in the last mm-hmm. in his, in his episode. Ryu, okay, so while he has a tragic story and while he has a lot of stuff he's dealing with, he's, he's still not sticking out as like a great red. Yeah. So I'm thinking in time it'll change based on what you told me last time, Nate. So yeah. Uh, Kyrie she's cute. She's she's adorable, but I don't know. It it's still early for me to like say that I don't like her. I, I don't I don't dislike her by any means. It's just there isn't much there for me to work off of except for she's now growing into being a jet man, so what all I can say there is as the series goes, we'll get more of her and I think I'll like her more. But for right now, definitely Guy and uh Ryta are stealing the show for me.
4: Okay.
0: I mean I agree that, you know, if Guy wasn't here, I mean honestly even I probably wouldn't call this my favorite sendai if it wasn't for a guy. Yeah. I mean, and it's fine that, you know, you don't like like, you know, a character certainly makes the show, because I mean, let's be honest, Riz like, do you think you would like Kaiser as much if it didn't have Marvelous in it? Hell like, no. Exactly. Oh,
1: Mar- Marvelous yeah. made Kaiser, and I mean
0: yeah.
1: yeah, they had a strong I mean, cast with
2: Go ahead. I was like, Marvelous is a show stealer, isn't he?
1: <laughs> he is a so stealer,
0: but yes, yes
2: he is.
1: He makes it very so-y on top of that.
0: Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with like, you know, saying, oh, if this character wasn't there, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. Because I mean, no. yeah, that's kind of like how it is with the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. Just... Well, I mean, the point though is that if Marvelous wasn't there, it wouldn't be as good. But at least the cameos of the past teams and the interactions would have been a pretty good selling point for most fans that are either coming in or just those that have been around for a while. But yeah. if Jetman didn't have Guy, Jetman wouldn't really have anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there is that difference that Go or had something else to go with it. But. Jetman's entire identity at this point is based on Guy.
0: Uh, what do we um just briefly uh, what do we think of the villains, the of uh, the virum? I know that Patrick thinks that they're the best Sentai villains. Uh oh, yeah, so he doesn't really have to say much.
2: We haven't got a full taste yet. But yeah.
0: That's that's
1: what I was gonna say is that I haven't gotten a full taste of him yet, but I definitely can see that they're a little bit better than, like, other villains and other sentai. For example, they're much better than the Gidosu, which I didn't really care for as a villain. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, just the fact that, like, three out of these four villains, and that fourth one is a robot anyway, like... Three of these villains are played by like physical actors. Like they're not people in a suit. They're
1: yeah.
0: like you can actually see their faces and see actual emotions in them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's already an instant upgrade.
2: I do. Th- I do think that the impact of the Jetman having already directly fought in all four of them at least once already is kind of a a good tell. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it is. I'll agree with you there.
0: And just the very fact that they're all competing to outdo each other is instantly already more interesting. Well, it gives yeah. them something
1: to do aside from wanting to conquer the world. Yeah,
2: that's why when I mentioned um, Shitaru last season, how he uh, brought in some in kind of internal conflict with the Godoshu. how he was such a welcome addition. Or was it Shitaru? It was Akamaru? Um,
4: Akamaru. Akamaru.
2: Um, yeah, I keep getting those two mixed up, but yeah, Akamaru. When he came in, he, injured, he added some conflicts so it
4: was really needed at that. point. Yep. Um.
2: But th- that—that's just like the whole running theme with the villains in this is internal conflict. But that we haven't really scratched the surface of it yet. So.
4: Yeah.
0: Do we wanna add anything else for this whole thing?
1: No, I, I'm just ready to see the next ten episodes or how many we do next time. Anthony.
3: Oh um I just wanna get my little my little ranking out myself. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. Uh I Everyone would say has? Guy, Kaori, Raita, Ako, and Ryu.
1: Well Ryu.
3: Just because I put Ryu as last does not mean I hate him or like dislike him in any sort of way. It's just like, like I said, he like like you said, Riz. Like he just needs. I, yeah, I understand that he has the tragic backstory of like his him losing yeah. girlfriend and all of that. I just need a little bit more out of him, you know. Yeah, because he's too. He's still too clean cut for me, you know. <laughs> he
1: he hasn't got his hands truly really dirty yet. Outside of that one, um. The one time where he got kind of, like, frustrated with uh, Kyrie for not being good enough and, like, taking it out on her for not being a warrior. Yeah. He hasn't really explored his pain all that much. Right. And, I mean, look, he lost the love of his life. You would expect there to be more conflict. I feel that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any other comments, y'all? Nope.
3: Guy is the That's show great. stealer. Guy is definitely the show stealer. Yeah,
0: hundred
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> percent. Okay. Well, uh, we have uh, made our first flight as Jetman. Um, we hope you guys have enjoyed taking this first look into what I consider to be the greatest Sentai of all time. Um, We thank you guys so much for checking this out. Uh, Next time we will be returning to Jetman. Um, We'll review another batch of episodes. Um, But until that time, uh, we're going to wrap this up. We thank you guys so much for watching this. Um, If you are watching this on YouTube, uh, please like this video and subscribe to our channel. If you're not already subscribed, check us out at AnimeSecrets.org. also, uh, if you listen to us on Spotify or uh, iTunes, we very much appreciate that. Uh, one more thing, if you're watching this video uh, on YouTube, please leave a comment down below with uh, your thoughts and you know some stuff that you would like to see us cover. And uh, once again, we thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you guys next time when we take another look at Jetman. But until then, we are going to be flying out of here. So see you guys next time.